Hello and welcome back. I'm Steve Murphy, a trust and estates attorney with McGuire Woods LLP. And this is Once Removed, my podcast on estate planning, trusts, property, taxes, family, legacy, and everything else in between. This is a third episode on trusts. In prior episodes, we've emphasized the importance of trustee discretion. And in this episode, I'll provide some thoughts for who you select when you name that trustee. This question comes up pretty regularly. So I thought I'd dedicate an entire episode to some things to think about in, in making this important decision. Of course, this assumes that you've decided to leave some portion of your assets in a trust for a beneficiary, either during life or upon your death. We could also be talking about the trustee that might wind up your affairs upon your death, almost like your executor. But here in this episode, maybe more importantly, we're talking about the trustee of an ongoing trust. As we consider who to name as trustee, let's first remind ourselves of the duties of a trustee. I separate the, the functions of a trustee into three categories. The first is administrative. That might include keeping good records of the trust assets, providing notice and information to beneficiaries as appropriate, and filing tax returns. The second function is related to investment of trust assets. As we'll discuss in later episodes, a trustee typically has a duty to invest the trust assets and to make them productive. And the third function is distributive. This relates to distributions to beneficiaries. On this function, the trustee oversees distributions to or for the benefit of beneficiaries. So with these functions in mind, let's ask again, who is the best person to serve as this trustee of this long-term trust? If you've listened to the other episodes on this podcast, you, then you won't be surprised if I say there's a spectrum or maybe there's a menu of options. I'll start with the simplest end of that spectrum. In fact, the true simplest end of the spectrum would be to not have a trust at all, to leave the funds outright to the beneficiary. As I said before, that is simple and that is efficient, but that's almost simple to a fault. Once the assets are distributed out to the beneficiary, those assets are the beneficiary's property for all purposes, good and bad. Conversely, if you leave those assets in a trust, then there are at least four potential benefits. And we've talked about those before. You can provide protection of the assets from the beneficiary's creditors. You can set up the trust to avoid estate tax of the beneficiary's death. You can provide rules for how those funds are spent during the beneficiary's lifetime. And you can provide rules for who enjoys the benefits of that trust in the future. So we're assuming that you've decided that an outright distribution wouldn't fit your needs. So you've decided to leave a portion of the funds in trust and you realize that there might be some benefits to leaving the assets in trust. On this end of the spectrum, where the assets are in the trust, the first trustee is the beneficiary. So imagine the assets are in the trust and distributions can be made for the benefit of that beneficiary and any other beneficiaries in the trustee's discretion. And the trustee who decides that is, well, the beneficiary himself or herself, but in his or her capacity as trustee. This first option, this first end of the spectrum, protects the trust assets from everyone except the beneficiary. Yes, technically the beneficiary would have fiduciary duties to administer the trust, but you can imagine that the beneficiary largely and practically would be to do almost anything he or she would want to do, want to do with the funds. If that's a concern, then you should consider a third party trustee or a co-trustee, someone who provides a check and a balance on that beneficiary. And to do that, you'll have to name a third party trustee, a non-beneficiary. I think of two uh, categories here. One category is what I call a friend or family trustee. This is typically a non-professional, someone who doesn't serve as trustee for a living, but who knows the family and the beneficiaries well. 
there are some advantages to this approach. The trustee will know the family, will know the beneficiary, and will know you and your wishes. And so we would hope that their actions would be informed by what they know about you and what you would have wanted, um, what they would have wanted you to do. Another benefit of a friend and family trustee is some cost savings. Now I'll emphasize that this family or friend can and probably should hire advisors to advise them, like a tax preparer to help with tax returns and an investment advisor to help with investments and a lawyer to help with interpreting the legal documents and helping the trustee identify duties. But for the actual trustee service, that family or friend trustee often will start out not charging a fee. I say start out not charging a fee because I would always encourage that trustee to feel comfortable taking a fee and taking compensation if they think that's important and maybe relieve some burden of serving as trustee. But there are some downsides of the family and friend trustee. There are some real responsibilities and some real liabilities for serving as trustee. This is not just an honorary position. And in fact, one benefit that we've been discussing is that the family and friend trustee knows the family well. But one concern might be they know the family too well. They might not be seen as uh, impartial when they say yes or no to a beneficiary. They might be seen to favor some beneficiaries over others, or they might also feel uncomfortable saying no to a beneficiary. So now we reach the other end of the spectrum, the furthest end of the spectrum. This is a trustee who is a professional trustee, like a bank or a trust company, maybe also an attorney or an accountant or anyone else who regularly serves in these kinds of roles. The advantages of the professional trustee are the flip side of some of the advantages of the friend or family trustee. The professional trustee is likely to be impartial or viewed to be impartial. It also relieves the family of this burden of administering the trust. Now, some are concerned about the fees of, of a professional trustee, but remember that the family and friend trustee would likely hire advisors, whereas the professional trustee might include a lot of those services in their trustee fee. So as you're comparing fees of different trustee options, it's important to compare costs and services to get an accurate comparison. And also that family and friend trustee will eventually die. That's one of the basic assumptions we're making here on Once Removed. So let's not forget that. So even if you want to name a family or friend trustee now, you should consider successor trustees and maybe even a professional or corporate trustee to serve in the future. So what's the takeaway of all this discussion of trustees? First, just as a reminder, let's focus on the goals. Let's focus on what you're solving for based on, on what I just laid out of the advantages and disadvantages of a trust. What are some of your concerns? And then go from there. If you just want a trust for third-party protection, then maybe the beneficiary could be trustee. But if you want that extra level of impartiality, then maybe you want a professional trustee. And there are any other number of ways to try to solve for this, like adding co-trustees or trustees with only certain powers or powers over certain functions like investments. And these are the kinds of nuances and options you can explore with your advisors in more detail. But there is one more item to consider before we close, not just you naming a trustee, but do you want to give someone else, maybe even the beneficiaries, the power to remove and replace a trustee? Do you want to give them the power to decide who should serve, such as a beneficiary or a family or friend trustee or a professional trustee? This can offer helpful flexibility, but it might also end up deviating from your wishes. And that's the subject of our next episode. I'm Steve Murphy, and this has been Once Removed, a podcast on thoughtful estate planning. Thanks for listening.